Kyle, how are you, buddy? It's been been a hot hot four months. months. Haven't heard heard in a long time. I mean, mean, we've been keeping in contact. It's just a matter of actually doing something uh, with, uh, with the podcast or whatever. Um, so, uh, we're, they already started, uh, uh, playing ball on, when was it? Friday was the first, uh, or Thursday were the first few games, right? Started off with, uh, with, uh, the Lakers and the Clippers. And then before that they had, uh, uh, was Utah, it Utah and Pelicans? Yeah. Utah and Pelicans. So, uh, what do you call it? And there's been some really good games and there's been some really bad games, Nick. Uh, but today, I was just thinking that uh, maybe we start off by t- having two highlights and two lowlights. Uh, so far, from uh, what is it? What is it like? Four or five days into uh, the restart? Yeah, it's been four months. I think we're gonna ease into it. Give you a quick, maybe ten to fifteen minute episode here. Give you two lowlights, two highlights. Two lowlights that we discussed were Memphis Grizzlies, of course, and them losing out on Jaron Jackson Jr. That's a big blow to their playoff push. And I think Portland or Phoenix can catch up to them. Or and San Antonio. And San Antonio, yeah. Uh Portland's coming in hot. Phoenix, big win today against the Clippers. Uh Devin Booker <laughs> would not miss from three point land. Uh it was yeah, the the Grizzlies are just not they're they're not the same team. I feel like that that time off really screwed them over. And then this Jaron Jackson uh, torn meniscus, uh, pretty big uh, blow. I, I, They're going to drop down, Nick. There's just no way that they're actually going to be able to stay up in, into that playoff spot. Or even, you know what, man? I actually think they're they're actually going to drop out even, even the play-in. I don't see them making it to that. What about you? I agree with you. I think Jaron Jackson Jr.'s is paramount to their success. People say it's drama rant, but if you look at the defense and the offense, you need Jaron Jackson Jr. there as well. Yeah, well, you need both, right? You need both. The The Grizzlies can't survive with without either one of them. And uh, if one's down, it becomes really hard for, for the team to sustain any form of success. I mean, you saw that right before the, what do you call it, the, the season stopped. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was out for a, for a bit there, right? I believe so. And uh, the Grizzlies weren't, do, weren't playing that hot. Um, and right now, even with them, they were playing really bad. So maybe, maybe that's uh, stuck onto them uh, into the restart, right? I think that momentum, that lack of momentum from the stoppage till now has really affected them. They are a really young team as well. Even with Jonas, Jonas, Dylan Brooks, and who's the other Brandon, Brandon Clark. Yeah. I still think Jaron Jackson Jr. is that second paramount piece besides John Morant. Uh, our, our other low light, which other team were you talking about? I wasn't talking about any team. I think we're just talking about injuries in general for that one. Yes, correct. You're right. Uh, So, of course, the guys haven't been playing in four months. Um, Their training camp, I mean, it wasn't much of a training camp. And just just the fact that they haven't been... They haven't been practicing as much as they usually would and stuff. So, who knows how long... How much of a long... uh, 
time they took between actually practicing and stuff, right? Since everyone was locked down in quarantine. And uh, as you can see, we've had a few major injuries. Uh, today, uh, Jamal Crawford, first game with the Nets. And look what happened. He injures himself, I think, four months without any activity. I know COVID-19 coming around or around the corner. It's a little hard to exercise safely. It's it's hard for these athletes, yes. right? You need at least one to two months to get really get back into it with how their sports or how this specific NBA demand. Like, yeah, have yeah, that's true. On their body. And then you also had uh, was it Jonathan Isaac? Uh, he tore his ACL. Yeah. So right off the bat, you're seeing you're seeing what happens when like. You don't have too many major injuries uh, come so close between each other, right? Yeah. Usually you'll have one, like I, I wouldn't say one each month, right? But also you don't have one happening be- in like within five days of each other, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so we've had two major injuries so far. Uh, hopefully that's as far as it goes. Um, but you do see some of the players struggling. I mean, uh, I remember during the, uh, some of the scrimmages, LeBron was, gra- was grabbing onto his groin, uh, Dame Lillard, you've seen a little bit. He's, he's not totally 100%. You see Kemba Walker slowly playing time. Uh, there, there are other players that are just not, there's just not a hundred percent right now. And you're just wondering, uh, if, there will be some major injuries coming into the playoffs. I think um, we had a discussion about this. I think it's beneficiary for the Clippers for to have this much time off. But I think the second game that Kawhi was back, I think he was not having a great time out there physically. I think he was grimacing a lot, I believe. Right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah you, you're seeing the injuries everywhere, right? Um it's just going to be a matter of who can stay healthy and uh, who can gel quickly together, too, because there have been a few teams where it's just not totally clicking right now. I mean, uh, look at Dallas's defense. It's worse than it was before. Uh, uh, yeah, step back galore over there, but yes. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you just see it a lot right now. Uh, hopefully that shores up. And then uh, you also saw... Milwaukee today, uh, they sat down a lot of their starters for that second half. Giannis didn't play at all. Um, guess, guess what happened? It bit them in the ass. Yeah, they ended up losing. But then again, I mean, what's what is really the? They're not gonna be hurting too much from this loss. If you think about it, they're gonna end up first in the Eastern Conference regardless. And even then, Nick. I mean, whichever spot you end up right now, it, it doesn't really matter. Nobody's getting home court. Nobody's getting home court, yes, but everyone's getting a matchup of seven games potentially. Well, in the West, seven games, of course, but in the East, you just... I mean, in the East, it should be a little bit easier between, like, eighth and what? Maybe sixth, maybe? But eighth little... and seventh, they should... Eight and the, eight, the eighth spot and the seventh spot, that should be... I feel an easy sweep for whoever finishes first and second, right? A little, little bit easy is an understatement. I think they're just a wash. Right? So, yeah, that's that, that's 
there's no way Milwaukee is going to end up losing uh, or feeling too bad about losing today. Um, now, what about a highlight, Nick? Highlight the Houston Rockets. I mean, they've provided us with some very entertaining games. Russell Westbrook and James Harden especially. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. they've they You, you would think that uh, height would really disturb this team, but it doesn't. They get they they're down by double digits and guess what they can just shoot their way into back into the game. Uh, they've they've been amazing so far. Um, I've actually liked how Covington has been defending. Uh, he's made some key uh, defensive plays and then same thing with uh, Harden. Whenever they faced Milwaukee, he was actually guarding uh, Giannis. He can he can defend when it comes to the post. But perimeter, I don't expect him to defend much. Yeah, when he's in the post, he's amazing. I mean, he did have those stops on Giannis, so that's no easy feat, right? And uh, I don't know if you saw they were interviewing him, and he was just having none of it, where everyone's saying that he was uh, bad defensively. He was just like, he was just passing and giving really basic answers. Uh, you can tell he doesn't like it when people start uh, saying that he's not a good defender. He's not a willing defender, I'll give him that. But he is a good defender. Yeah, when he wants to, boy, he can he can really shut down whoever, or at least whoever in the post, right? Um, but but yeah, man, that, that team is just three-point after three-point. Um, I'm just wondering if, if any of the... I mean, they're playing the Lakers, what, on Thursday? Uh, I'm interested to see that matchup just because of how big the Lakers are and if that's going to come to hurt them. I think with the last matchup they had with Russell Westbrook and James Harden going off, I think you're going to have to, you're going to need both of them to go off again just to have a chance at winning. I mean, last time that they won at the Lakers, I know you're a little bit pessimistic about the Lakers, but I think they need a game from James Harden and Russell Westbrook if they get into a seven game series just to even have a chance against the Lakers. Right. And and it's just like everyone's really high on them right now. And of course the the I mean they just restarted playing, right? Um defensive schemes might not be as sharp as they should. Um but my question is like once you actually get into a seven game series, are you still going to be able to hit the hit like what 130 points in a game? And I highly doubt that. Uh, a lot of people are saying, yeah, I, I think that the Rockets could possibly end up beating the Lakers. And I'm just like, well, I mean, then again, the Lakers are one of the top defensive teams. And I know they just beat the Bucks, but the Bucks haven't exactly been super sharp either right now. Um, so once it comes down to the playoffs, I think it's just going to be a different game. And I don't think the Rockets are going to end up doing what they've done so far. I think, I think you might be correct, but also they are a matchup nightmare. Not for the Lakers, but I would say for the Clippers. I think they would give the Clippers fits in the second round. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. With the guys they had, as long as they have everyone in there that uh, they need, like uh, George, Kwai, and uh, even uh, Beverly. Like those are three defensive players and once the games really start to matter you would think that these guys would be able to shut them down right uh 
but like, like I said, I, I think they may. I think they might have a better matchup in terms of point guard against the Lakers. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Nick, but the Lakers uh, have had a hard time against point guards uh, in their first few games. They've been getting uh, their asses whooped. Um, unfortunately, we don't have. They don't have Beverly, right? Or not? Sorry, not Beverly, but Bradley. And I think it's it's starting to show. Uh, they usually put Caruso on whoever to defend the point guard, and then sometimes you end up seeing Kuzma. Uh, it's just not working as well as I mean Bradley or yeah Bradley was uh, when when he was playing. Um, but anyways, back to the Rockets. I'm starting to talk Lakers. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, but I just don't see it being sustainable into the playoffs. Like, I just don't see 130 points happening in the playoffs. Uh, what about you? I don't think the Rockets can sustain 130 points. I think probably a second round out, if I would say so. Second round, seven game series out. I think they're going to exhaust too much of Harden and Westbrook by the time, if they get through the third round. Yes, I agree. It's just too much to ask. Right. Uh, who's our other highlight, Nick? Oh, I forgot already, but we were discussing this, Josh. Can you give me a reminder? Wow, Nick, seriously? Bad memory, man. COVID. <laughs> uh, COVID ruined it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I mean, we could, we could choose a few, uh, a, a few teams right now as a, as a highlight. Um, I was thinking maybe the Portland Trailblazers. You thinking the Trailblazers? I think I might go with the Pelicans. Really? You think the Pelicans? Give me a reason why. I think they have a chance to squeak into the eighth place. I think if they lift restrictions off Zion and they play through Ingram and Zion, I think they have a very good Huh, interesting. Uh, they just had a few. I mean, they lost two games. They lost. They won. Sorry, lost two games. One, one. I know, but those two games are against hard teams, right? Right, and then they should be having an easier schedule towards the end, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I'll give them a pass against Utah Clippers. I know they got shellacked, but Memphis was a very good game to watch. Yes, and then you you saw you saw uh, Zion being able to play more. He was able to uh, actually help the team out, not on that much of a uh, minutes restriction now. Slowly, it's creeping up. Um, but here, I'm gonna read you their schedule. So they have the Kings next on Thursday. They have the Wizards. They have the Spurs. Then they have the Kings again, and then they have the Magic. And yes, I agree with you. That's a very favorable um, schedule for them right now. Uh, key games are definitely going to have to be that uh, that Spurs game, uh, especially with how the, they're playing right now. Spurs, um, are, Spurs are looking good, man. But that being said, the the, the, Grizz, the the Pelicans also have a very slim margin for error. You do know that, right? I would say they would basically have to go on and win at least I would say at least four of those next five games. Um, and even then, I don't, I don't know with everyone else 
in in the bottom of the West. I mean, you got the Suns, you got the Spurs up there, and you got the Trailblazers uh, starting to turn it on. Um, and you saw today Milwaukee sitting down their top players. So even teams that are facing the tougher, the top teams in in the league, they might actually have an easy go of it if teams are deciding to set down their players. I think Kings and Spurs are another interesting threat for the eight. How the Spurs are playing, I think they could be a dark horse. Right now, I, I give it to Portland. Yes. And it's uh, dropping so many games. I don't know if they can. Portland. Right. Right. Okay. So, I mean, with all of this being said now, um, first, I'm going to ask you is there going to be a play in? I say yes. All right. I say yes, too. I, I believe there will be a play in, especially with how some of these uh, bottom teams are performing. And especially with Memphis coming out there, I think there's going to be uh, two new teams that we didn't think or expect would make uh, a play in game. So my next question is, who are those two teams going to be? All right, I'm going to say Portland and the Pelicans. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. You really are high. Wow. You were, I remember at the beginning of the season, you were really down on the on the Pelicans. And all of a sudden, you're actually picking them. Wow. I, I think with Drew locking up Jaw that one game, that was amazing. I think with Zion, that second scoring punch. I think with Lonzo, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram and Zion, that's enough of a scoring punch to put them into the playoffs. Huh, interesting. Well, I am going to go a bit... Oh, man. You know what? I might have to agree with you, actually. Oh, you agree with me for once, eh? <laughs> I wanted to go against you, but it's it's really hard. Um, especially with how the Pelicans have like a super easy schedule, and um, right now I'm looking at San Antonio's schedule. They got the Jazz, they got the Nuggets, they got the Rockets, uh, and they got the Pelicans. Then you look at someone like uh, Phoenix, who is on fire right now. Uh, they got the Kings. They they oh, sorry, sorry, wrong one. They got the Heat, they got the Thunder, they got the Sixers, they got the Mavericks. So if you notice, all those teams have a really hard schedule. And then New Orleans has a super easy one. You look at Portland's schedule, and they even they have a really a bunch of tough ones. You got the Trailblazers. You, I mean, you got the Nuggets, you got the Clippers, you got the Sixers. But I'm just liking the way they're playing right now. Um but I, I'll have to agree with you, Nick. I'm going to have to say Portland and New Orleans might be the play-in game. I think Portland, that last game, if they didn't screw up that last possession with Nurkic, right, and they just went for a three. They yes, that was a super weird uh, ending. Yeah, they'd be chasing uh, Memphis right now. They'd be right on their tails. They'd be right on their tail. Um, did you ever find out why they decided to go with that? I've been, tr I was trying to find out why they tried to go with a, 
uh, why they went with a layup instead of a game tying three pointer when like pretty much it was your last possession and you had no timeouts. It just never made any sense to me. I think they wanted to go for a quick two, do a full court press. If they didn't get it, they would have just fouled and played the cl- played the clock for a game tying three. But they didn't have any timeouts. That's what I. That's the th- that's the thing. That's what I never understood. I'm like you, you don't have a timeout. Why would you not just hold on for the last shot? I mean, you had no shot clock, right? Yeah. They didn't have a shot clock, and pretty much you were just you were trying to tie the game at that point. I just don't understand why they would try to ha- extend it or have like a, an extra possession when you didn't even have a timeout to pull it off. Um, yeah, that that was a, that was a really weird game. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, Nick, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, Portland and New Orleans for that play-in, and if you had to bet everything you had, who between those two teams is going to make it? Portland. I would say Portland. I think they just have too much. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, Nurkic, Anthony, Hassan Whiteside. I mean, that's too much of a good, well-rounded punch to come at you to handle. Yeah, you're right. It's it's interesting. Uh, their bigs have been in, in foul trouble quite a bit. I mean, a lot of teams have been in foul trouble. Uh, a lot of teams in the bonus quite early in games, uh, if you've noticed. But... Uh, I noticed them, like all their bigs, they usually tend to get into foul trouble and they're going to have to shore that up uh, if they're going to if they're going to make uh, if they're even going to try and compete with uh, the first place Lakers and the Western Conference. If they were to go into a playoff series against them, right, uh, you definitely can't have uh, you, you can't have them going into foul trouble early. And that would be an interesting matchup too, seeing how. Basically, two. I want to say. I mean, old school teams in in the term that they have a lot of centers and they're big teams. Um, it would be interesting to see that matchup. I think that's a hard matchup for Portland because right now their biggest weakness is the three, and LeBron is the best three of that series, right? Even if Melo guarded LeBron, I don't think it'd be a very sensible matchup. No, this is where they miss Trevor Ariza the most because he would match up very well with LeBron, even if he can't stop him. I mean, he would be able to slow him down a little bit, though, right? But uh, definitely, he wouldn't stop him. No, but you gotta consider that LeBron is super motivated whenever Trevor Ariza plays. <laughs> Remember that I... comment from his dad about the high school days? Right, right, right. Yeah, so every time he sees Ariza, he sees blood in the water. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, there's, there, there was another thing that I wanted to discuss about the trailblazers is, um, we were watching the, I mean, we, when we were talking about the weird play towards the end, that was against the Celtics, uh, on the weekend, uh, something that was actually very noticeable, Nick, was that, uh, Damian Lillard was actually guarding Tatum and not only was he guarding Tatum, but he was actually doing a decent job. I think Tatum was cooking everybody on that team up to the fourth quarter, I believe. Tatum yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the first half he was on fire, but, and then the second half he cooled down significantly. But, I mean, Lillard started guarding him after a while. I, I, mean, I think CJ was on him 
for for a while there and it, like the matchups were really weird they had like zach collins on hayward and they had uh what do you call it lillard on uh on on Jalen Brown so like the matchups were a little bit everywhere but then uh Lillard started defending Tatum and I even remember him getting a a, I mean blocking one of his shots he was actually doing a really good job uh something to uh notice about Dame man he's 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 that he's that guy you would really want on your team man he he will come up to the challenge even though I mean, he's way smaller than Tatum. He was still able to take him on. Lillard is a thick boy. You got to remember that too. So he can take Tatum down there. I think that whole game they could have won, but they were missing shots here and there. But it was a game they could have definitely won for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, they ended up losing. It was a it was a hell of a game. It was super exciting. Um, but uh, but yeah, they 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 just came up short. And then that last play they did to end the game, which was really dumb. You were you're down three. You should be going to the you should be going for a three towards the end of the game to like send it to overtime at least. But instead they went for a layup and then they tried to trap, but then it was just it, it was a foul and then the Celtics made their last two shots. And then they tried to huck it down to Lillard and the uh, there was a misunderstanding between him and Nurkic and it was just a bad pass and it was a turnover. Uh, it was unfortunate the way it ended, but uh, definitely uh, I admire Dame Lillard that much more, man. Jeez. Just goes out and defends uh, Tatum well. But uh, but yeah, those are our two highlights and our two lowlights. Uh, Nick, thanks for uh, coming on here for a quick second. Um, we'll, we'll discuss of when we're going to record an, a new episode. Uh, I think we should make the episode a little bit longer, like gonna, our usual episodes. Yeah. We're going to practice episode distancing, you know, we're going to space them out a little bit more, give them a week or two, just because we're a little. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, we'll come up with something, even if it's something that we see that's noticeable. Maybe, I don't know. Do you want to hop on on the weekend or something? We'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. I think we're going to about to hit our 30 minute mark. If you shut up and stop babbling on for a few minutes, that'd be great. <laughs> I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in. I want to say thank you to Josh. I forgot to tell you that I'm legally recording you, by the way. So it's under disclaimer. And right. Yeah. And. Okay. We'll, we'll record in person one day if you weren't so, you know. Yeah, well. Close to everybody. Not kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, with everything going on, I don't even know if we really want to be in each close other's time. houses right now. <laughs> yeah, close proximity. I don't know about that. Yeah, it'll be a while. But for now, we'll just keep on Skyping and recording our episode. Uh, thanks, Nick. And uh, thanks to everyone. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you. Be safe. I love you all. I don't love you, Josh. And have a good one. Good night.